0: Welcome back to the Metal Exchange. This is Chris. I'm here with Justin and Power Quest week rolls on, and we have a very special guest with us—the current vocalist of both Power Quest and Dendara, the uh, wonderful Ashley Edison. Ashley, welcome to the Metal Exchange. How are you today?
1: Hello, guys. I'm very well, very well. How are you guys? Fantastic. The plane,
2: Justin doing very well uh very very excited to have you on we we certainly appreciate your time uh checking in from the uk uh which we've learned is a five hour time difference not <laughs> a six hour time difference but not with with that
1: backdrop what welcome to the to the mail exchange we appreciate having you on no 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 my pleasure thank you guys and uh, um, you know as i said before we started this i think it's a great podcast you guys have
0: got going so um yeah pleasure to be involved cheers Pre- appreciate that um so, you know, we had mentioned before we started recording just that um I just I thought speaking to you would be really a great way to add to all this discussion we've been having this week about PowerQuest because you have the distinction of being a fan like us but also a member of the band like Steve. Um so you've been on both sides so I thought what a perfect way to kind of uh, marry those two, uh, you know, those two sides, the other two episodes that we're doing by having somebody who's been on both sides of the fence. So, um, if you want to kind of just talk about um, how you discovered Power Quest and and um, maybe like what the first, if you remember, what the first song or the first album or what kind of drew you uh, towards being a fan of them, just kind of uh, start from there, and then we'll kind of just go from there.
1: Sure. Um, so, I, I I was I think it was two thousand and two two thousand and three when I discovered Power Quest. So me and my brother Brad, who's also in Power Quest now as well, you know, is a uh, we we um were just starting to get into power metal. I discovered bands like um, Dragonforce and Firewind, who were two of my big favorites at the time. Um, and I was just looking for more, and we were just browsing the internet for similar bands to to go and discover. Um and PowerQuest is one we fell you uh, sort of fell into. And uh, I think Far Away was the song we heard first and we we had our minds blown by it. We just couldn't believe how good this song was, how catchy this song was. So um <clears throat> we had we binged that for ages and then discovered lots of their other stuff and you know, we were just big fans. We had eventually had all the CDs um, I remember us going and buying Master of Illusion and putting it on our Xbox so we can listen to the songs while we are playing our racing games. And, um, you know, it was one of those ones that we just, I was just genuinely genuinely a big fan of it. And um, so, yeah, th- we discovered it, when, I think not too long after they had started. And there was, remember, they had that sort of MP3.com boom, is what I remember. They, you know, they put a song on there and everyone went a bit mad about it. And a lot of people back then were looking at Power Quest as one of the sort of forefront bands of Power metal. You know, people were looking at them as hugely influential for the genre. Um, and yeah, they were just a band I just fell in love with. I, I, I just couldn't stop listening to them. And I had their shirts, I had their CDs, and I, I was an enormous fan. I was, you know, singing all their songs as, you know, trying to anyway at the time. You know, Alessio, the previous yeah. singer, was a, a wonderful vocalist. So, you know, it was um, trying to learn those songs was tough at the time. <laughs> Did yeah. you have
0: ambitions of being a vocalist at this time or was it not quite there yet? Did you know you had the chops to be a, a professional yeah. singer or like where, where where were you in that, uh, you know, part of the journey?
1: So, um, no, not really. I, I, it was one of those ones that I've always been able to sort of hold a tune. I was, um, I was never, I, I never counted myself as a, like a singer when I was younger. Um, but I was always into music and I was learning how to play guitar. And, um, you know, I went on to college really trying to be a guitar player, really trying to be this unbelievable Brian May-esque slash style guitar player. And I can still play, play pretty well, but you know, I was, I could always sing. So people would say, we get put in like college bands and stuff like that. And they'd say, Oh, why don't you sing? I'd be like, no, I want to play guitar no 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 sing and people would encourage me to sing because i sort of i guess other people saw stuff that i didn't and i remember i had a tutor at the time who sat me down and went he said i don't think you realize what you've got there like and he, he gave me some techniques to sort of access ranges to my voice that i didn't really know i could do and i used to um <laughs> i was still living with my parents obviously because i was in uh, just started off college education, so I was like, what, 16, 17, and I, I I used to wait for them to leave the house, and I'd then put on some Iron Maiden or some Judas Priest at the top and try and sing this at the top of my lungs. Um, so that was, that was how I started my singing journey there. Power Quest really didn't, it didn't come into it. It was one of those ones that I just enjoyed the music at the time. I tried to play it on guitar. I just couldn't because Andrea was incredible. (laughs) So I was trying to, but, um, you know, when, when I had to learn those songs, eventually I was a different beast altogether. So.
2: Did you find that, um, your musical taste kind of gravitated towards the power metal or was it more of a traditional style, like an Iron Maiden or a Judas priest, or did you kind of listen to other things at the time? Because, uh, you know, I I just find with myself that my taste has obviously changed over time a little bit. And I'm just kind of curious as to the path that you're, you know your musical
1: appreciation appreciation is taken over time um i don't know it was a a massive combination of all sorts of rock and metal at the time you know when uh when i first started getting into that style of music it was the i guess how can you word it the 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 friendlier the cleaner side of heavy metal your, your iron maidens and your power metal and stuff like that and it wasn't until i got to um until I got to college I met other people and I learned about all these other bands where it was like Trivium or Killswitch Engage or Machine Head and then I did deep dives into Pantera and stuff like that as well that's when I started to appreciate that style of music and that's when I started to add some sort of grit into my voice as well because I was like well I can do that side of it I want to do this side of it as well now, and try and you know um add as much as I possibly can to my voice so there was no um I don't know. I, in terms of how my my voice was and musically, I'd say it was very, it was more traditional metal in terms of, uh, in my opinion, you know, I, I think Bruce Dickinson is the greatest ever in my opinion. You know, a, a lot of people will say that's wrong, but that's my, my my opinion. And he was one of the ones that I was like, wow, I want to sound like Bruce. I want to sound like that guy. Um, so I'd say that was probably my biggest influence in terms of that. But I, I'd go far to say that everything I do now musically is an influence of everything I listened to um, in the metal scene.
0: So you are at PowerQuest's l- supposed last show at yeah. the Underworld when we thought the band was uh, was disbanding. Um, had you seen the band live prior to, to that night? Um, and we'll go into more details about that night because so- something very cool happened that night. But uh, what had you seen i mean i know that like i was kind of doing a little bit of research and i found out that i i had a joke to justin about um man that would have been cool if like power quest toured with threshold and i did some research and found sure. out that they actually did and um i saw that they were tacked on to um some halloween shows some stradivarius shows there were some really big name bands um and had those shows come to the U.S. with Power Quest in tow, I mean, I would have gone wherever I needed to go to see them. You have them right in your backyard, so if you wanted to go see them, you could have. So the question is, uh, did you get to see them live, or were you um, <laughs> on stage with the band the first time you saw uh, them live?
1: No, so the first time I saw them live um, was actually... Um, so it was just after Alessio had left. I never got. I wasn't at the point where I was going to a lot of shows when they were around at the time. So I was only just sort of really getting into it. Um, but I, I saw them when they were doing the Bloodlines shows. I remember at the time I, th- I thought that album was superb, and you know, there's some of my favourite Power songs of all time on that record. So we. Um, that's when I got to see them. Um, so yeah, I t- I've only seen them previously once. So the second time I saw them was. Uh, was quite a special night, I'd say. So, <laughs> what,
0: what were your thoughts as a fan of that change in vocals, having going from Alessio to, to Chitty, who has such a completely different style? Um, how did that, was it jarring for you as a fan to hear? Um, I mean, Alessio had sung everything, yeah. all four albums up to that point. Um, wh- how did you feel as a, a fellow vocalist? Um, wh- what, what was that sound like to you?
1: Um, so I wouldn't say jarring because I appreciate it for what it was. I still think those songs were superb, just completely different. Um, you know, I'd say it's one of those ones that, uh, it, it, it was, how can I word this? I, I would say it was, it was just different, but it's thoroughly enjoyable. I'd say, would you, would you hear Alessio singing those songs? For example, maybe not. It might not be that sort of vocal. And would you? But you definitely wouldn't hear Chitty singing Alessio songs. So I think maybe they were just trying to mature as a band and maybe mature their sound. They definitely had um, the songs were completely different to the old, you know, power metal style of songs. They were a lot more AOR in there, a lot more just heavy metal as well. And I think it probably was right for, at the time for the, what Steve was trying to write. When Steve was writing those songs, he wanted to sound like that. So um, as a vocalist, it was. Um, it was nice. It was a nice change of pace, but it definitely was a, a different sound that was completely unexpected at the time.
0: Yeah, um, we're, we we uh, we talk about that um, it, in depth when we uh, when we talked about the the whole history of the band because that's such a to me that was such a fascinating um, that was such a fascinating time. And me personally, I think that was the first time I was looking forward to an upcoming power quest album because when i was got got into the band the previous four albums were already available so this is like my first album as a fan oh, wow. like really getting excited for it to come out um so take us to um the 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 show at the the underground that i mentioned earlier uh where are you in your um career with Dendera at this point and how did you how how did this come about that you would um, go on stage and uh, and sing with with Power Quest on? I believe I think they had this was their their last club show and I think they had one more festival show after yeah. this um, and then the band would go on hi- hiatus for a few years. Um, t- let's talk about that night because I at the time I was not aware of who Dendera was or who you were. And I just saw like, look at this lucky dude who gets to go on stage with this band that he loves and sing with them. I thought, what a, what a cool moment. And now obviously I look back on it and it's like, this was, uh this might've been Ash's uh first, uh what was it uh rehearsal or uh, what do you call it? His first. Um, <laughs> yeah. Audition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First audition. Kind of like we talk about um when Tommy Karavik uh, came out and sang with Camelot at Prague Power years ago, like years before he got the gig. That was like his audition. So, uh, yeah, take it away. Tell us about how that all came about.
1: Uh, it's quite a long winded story. So bear oh, with. We him. got. We have all day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, um, so in
1: 2011, uh, I'd say it was. So I just. Dendera had started to just get some really cool shows. we just support. We were um, about to support bands like Saxon. We'd got some stuff with Airstorm and some other sort of bands that were big at the time and stuff like that. Um, and I reached out to Steve and said to him, "Look, I'm a big Power Quest fan. I'd love Dendera to support you guys at some point." Um, now. At the time, most people didn't reply to me. If I was trying promoters, didn't care at the time. Other bands were like, "Nah, I'm not giving this ch- guy a chance." Steve got back to me really quick, and he said, "Hey, Ash, send me over your stuff, and I'll see what I can do at some point." Um, now, we were supposed to do some shows um, with them, but they got moved or they got cancelled for other reasons. But so a couple of years later. Um, so 2013, Steve drops me a message and just says, "Hey Ash, Power Quest are doing one big final headline show at the Underworld. Do Dendera want to be the support?" And I went, "Yeah, we'd love it. I'd be so proud to do that because it was a big moment for me personally." Um, so the day before the show, Steve drops me a message and just says, "Do you want to come and join us on stage for a song?" I went. I went, oh, uh, 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 okay, yeah, um, what, what, what song's that? And he went, do you want to come and sing Neverworld, our final song for the night? You can do a, a chorus and a verse, do whatever you want. And I went, yeah, okay, yeah, that would be really good, thank you. <laughs> so for that whole day, I was nervously looking at these, like, one paragraph of lyrics I've got to remember before I go on stage, thinking, oh, no, God, what am I going to do? Um. And, yeah, I had a, a great time. I, I remember feeling so nervous before that, knowing I was going to go up on stage and sing With this band that meant so much to me um so that was my first time i got to to sing with the band and i remember a few people recorded it my brother brad recorded it and it went on youtube and stuff like that and they got loads of nice comments so the band then separates I then continue with Dendera and do what I'm doing. And um, we just got off. We've done some really cool tours since then um, with Fozzy and Anvil and Queensryche and some other, you know, really cool bands um, that we've always wanted to play with and, you know, admired. So Boxing Day 2015 comes along and Steve just pops up on Facebook and just says, hey, Ash, how you doing? Have you had a nice Christmas? Now, I know Steve. And whenever he messages, he's up to something. Okay, so I was like, what does Steve Williams want? (laughs) Um, And he said, um, he then just said to me, he said, do you, we were just talking. And I jokingly at one point said, maybe you should get the band back together. And he said something like, oh, maybe I should. And then are you free for a coffee tomorrow or something? And I went, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, we'll go go for coffee. So this is the first time I met up with him outside of a professional environment. And uh, sit down with Steve, and we get to talking. And then he said, basically, we're getting the band back together. And he explained um, that the vocalist position is available. And I thought he was going to ask me to audition. And he said, everywhere I go, people show me this video of you joining us on stage and absolutely killing it. And I went, oh, uh, oh, oh that's very nice. Thank you very much. And that's when I got the moment. I was like goosebumps up my spine. I thought, he's going to ask me. He's going to ask me. And then he went, so basically, I just want to know if you want to be the new singer of Power Quest. And I went, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I shook his hand there and then. And um, we had to keep it very quiet. We were keeping it quiet until we recorded... Um, some new stuff, and got um, some preparations ready, and finalised it all. And then we, yeah, we 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 announced the show, we announced the comeback, we announced these shows we were doing, and I, I couldn't believe the the feedback we were getting. We were, you know, had some, I had some unbelievable messages from people that just couldn't quite believe what was happening. Um, I was gobsmacked to the the reaction. I, you know, personally, I didn't even think. Power getting back together would have the reaction it did. It was such a big moment The people just—I, I, I, I couldn't check my Facebook without having like a thousand friend requests and messages from people from Brazil and Mexico and Japan, all just saying how excited they are to hear the, the Power Quest about together and what I'm singing from. Um. So yeah, it really was a case of I, you know, I I, I went from being a fan, joined them on stage, and got a chance to sing. 30 seconds of them and then two years later or so I'm being asked to be the singer of the band and you know we did these shows which were absolutely packed out I went and recorded um, the F- face of the raven which is a track that I'm very proud of and then the next thing you know I was doing uh, playing festivals on main stages in different countries and touring in japan and you know supporting other bands like dragon force on tour where we did you know it was it was really really cool and um you know very special that it happened in that way for me you know you know I, I, whether i ever get the chance to play a wembley arena or the o2 you know no one can ever take that away from me that's something i will be immensely proud of forever
0: that story is why we wanted to have you on the podcast that's such a it's <laughs> such a great uplifting awesome story so yeah. justin go ahead
2: yeah, I I, I I, am like, I just, you can see the smile on my face because I just, I love hearing that. I, I wanted to ask you about the Face the Raven EP, sure. which was kind of the first thing that you recorded with the lineup. Was that material just kind of presented to you or had Steve basically constructed the songs or was it something that you kind of worked on together as a band and then and then recorded the, the, the EP? So um,
1: Steve had the basic of the song down. He knew what he wanted to go like and what he wanted to sound like. And then we got into a studio and wrote it and finalized it all together, essentially, to put the finish and touches on it, you know. So the reason that song sounds the way it does was because of the individuals that were in that room at the time. Um, so with that material, it was more that it, um, the, 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 the basic parts were presented to us. Steve said, this is an idea I've got. I want to do this. And then we worked it up with him. And then we went to the studio and, and did it, and it's it's still one of my favorite songs I've ever recorded. To be honest,
0: you got to. Uh, I, I'm got, my timing. It, it would seem to be that you re- you you went to the studio, you recorded the um, Six Dimension album, and then it was after that that you would hit the road, and you'd get to go to Japan and the United States, and go to a lot of like there was just a lot of. Power Quest had a lot of cool shows hmm. that um, were right before Sixth Dimension was officially released. Um, talk talk to us about uh, that experience of really going on the road and kind of getting out there beyond just the UK, but like getting to go to Japan and getting to go to the United States and, and meet us in person, which I'm sure was an absolute pleasure for you. Um,
1: <laughs> it was, it was. You
0: know, Talk talk to us about uh, that that experience because I'm sure that must have been. I mean, I know personally that you said it was an incredible experience, but uh, you know, tell the tell the audience because I, I thought just uh, seeing some of those pictures from Japan, I was just like, wow, I would have loved to have been there for that. I mean, that was super cool. Um, yeah, just go ahead and, and talk about that the sure. the touring experience and kind of getting on the road for the first time. Sure, with so, Power so Quest.
1: We. Um... So we did. We we, the first things we did, Powercast. We had these couple of headline shows, and then we thought, right, we're going to see what festival offers come in and all sorts of tours like that. So, 2017 in particular was one of the busiest years because that's when the new album was coming out, and we'd have. And it was almost like every single day, I'd call Steve or Steve would call me, and I'd be like, "We've got this offer. He's got this offer. We've got this," and it was just incredibly busy. So, you know, I got the chance to. When we got the chance to do these shows in Japan, I remember first night in Tokyo, um, they they had a curtain in front of the stage, and our intro track hit. The curtain lifts, and there's 1,500 people all losing their absolute minds and singing every single song. Like I've I was in awe at the point to the point where it, it hit me, and I just got this rush of adrenaline and all these goosebumps just. Hit me that I, this was actually happening. I was in Japan currently in Tokyo, and um, it was mad. We had people waiting outside the venue for us to for us to come in and you know sign their stuff, and we had um, people running up to us in the street with flags they had made, PowerQuest flags and everything. So it was it was really quite a surreal experience being over there. And um, you know, one of the, the the one of the best things I, I ever did. You know, I still to this day think Japan is one of the coolest places I've ever seen. It is. Mesmerizing when you're there. Um, and yeah, we did. So we had some, you know, European festivals, went to Japan, straight from Japan to play Prog Power, come back, had like a few weeks off, I think. It was either a few weeks off or we had some other shows, I can't remember. I think it was a few weeks off and then like a two week tour with Dragon, Dragon Force as well. So it was just, it was just, it was really cool and, you know, a, a really busy year in terms of um, the touring. We were supposed to be doing it all again in you know, 2020 and stuff like that. But obviously for what's happened in the world, it it didn't happen. It's been postponed a little bit. So next year is the plan of when we start doing all the the busier stuff again.
2: Definitely, uh, definitely looking forward to it. I know that when Six Dimension came out, like not just in the mainstream press, if you will, but the fan reaction to that album was just simply overwhelming. And it was like the perfect marriage, I think, between... The, that old sound uh, you know that the band had obviously um you know kind of cut their teeth on mixed with that blood alliance songwriting to a certain extent and it was yeah. kind of like the in my opinion anyway just the perfect marriage between the two sounds with with a frontman who was made to sing those songs right because I, again I, and I, I know we spoke about Chitty earlier I happen to love his voice in mm-hmm. he's done great stuff with red circuit and stuff like that. I never thought he was the best fit for Power Quest. I just think he's a great vocalist. Um, whereas your vocals, I thought was just like tailor made for for their sound and for for kind of like what the new Power Quest would be, you know, in twenty seventeen, obviously, and then going forward from there. So um, that re- the, the, the reason I bring this up is that the band just had such a positive. Um, feedback loop I guess from this album I was wondering if there was then pressure to you know when you were kind of writing the new singles that have come out in the last couple of years to kind of keep that momentum up and then you mentioned the touring that that hopefully will take place next year what's like the future project- trajectory like?
1: Um, so so firstly thank you for those kind words that's very very nice of you Um, you know when we did did those songs from a vocal point of view it wasn't just me that wanted to hit the ground running it was Steve and the guy said we want to show you off. We want to, and you know, I, I know with Power Quest in particular, Alessio is a very popular vocalist, and actually one of my best mates now. I, I love the guy. Okay, so, um, but at the time there was a a lot of pressure to make sure that I come in and people go, "Wow, okay, that's a that's a singer." So that's why Face the Raven happened. You know, at the beginning of Face the Raven, there's this big belty scream that I do, and that was a off the cuff in the studio thing where I said to Steve. I think I should put a scream there, and Steve went. I think you should put a scream there. So I put <laughs> big, I put this big power metal scream there, and I sung that when I had um I had I had the flu. I was really unwell when I sung. I did that album. We were on such time constraints. I had to get it done. So in between each take, I'm nearly passing out, and I'm drinking honey and lemon and everything like that. So um so yeah that that's that's why that album happened. That's why that um that song happened. But in terms of the future plans, um there's a so I guess you could say that there's some pressure in terms of, like, we need to make sure the next album is as good, if not better, than the last one. You know, I'd go as far as to say that, you know, 90 ninety to 95% of the people I've seen that are PowerQuest fans said they love the record. Um, I'm a big fan of it myself. Um, but when it comes to the new singles, um, I think we just want to play stuff that we enjoy as well. So when we did Bound for Glory... Um, that was a, an effort when me, Steve, and Glyn wrote this song, and had a I had this chorus hook that I said to Steve, I have got this idea, and then he had an idea, and it was almost it was basically exactly the same chorus that we and it, me and him had written, and just we were like, well, that's that's it then, That needs to it needs to be how it needs to be how it is, so um, but and we found that that is pretty much the blueprint of the stuff we want to do. It's really catchy. It's almost got more of an old school power quest feel to it as well, very power metal. Um, Uh, you know and i think you'll see more of that type of stuff as well because really as much as we want to do it and play stuff that we enjoy as well we do want to give people what they want as well we do want to um we do want people to enjoy these songs because you know there's nothing better than going to a festival and hearing people sing these songs back at you or telling you about how wonderful this particular song is and um, we're very conscious about making sure the next album is is in that vein as well. So you're not going to hear anything experimental or some avant garde jazz or anything. You're going to hear us do some <laughs> some, some. You're going to hear us do some power metal, and uh, that, that's that's the aim. Anyway,
0: Por- porcupine tree is back. I'll I'll leave that <laughs> stuff to <them>. Go <laughs> yeah.
1: you know, but yeah, we won't be able to do that. That's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah the um the two the two new singles are out of this world. I, I especially think uh, Bound for Glory is is just unbelievable, and I remember, you know, you telling me how proud you were of that track, and and um, it, it's really just wonderful. Um, d- do you happen to know if these two tracks are just going to be kind of standalone, or are they going to be on the next full-length album, or, or are they just kind of be, like, these kind of singles that just float, and they're just out there, uh, kind of, I don't know, kind of the way face the Ra- Face the Raven was kind of, like, a preview for um, Six Dimension, where like two of those three songs would end up on the album, albeit um, the guitar parts were re-recorded. Uh, to my knowledge, but um, do you see these songs ending up on an, a future album, or is this is this just kind of like this was um, not to rip the lyrics out of the song, but was this the time and the place for <laughs> those songs to just exist, kind of you um, know, in and of themselves?
1: So. Uh, uh, it's hard to say. The songs might end up on the album. It depends on um, who we speak to about it. We want to make sure it's um, what the label want, what we want, and stuff like that as well. So the songs might end up on the album. The songs might not. We might just go, look, here's eight to ten brand new songs, and then you've got those other standalones. Um, personally, I think they're strong enough that if they were put on an album, they'd, they'd be great tracks on it. And, you know, I don't, I don't want them to also get lost... And be songs that people forget about, and are only sort of deep cuts that true Power Quest fans will ever listen to again. So that's the the benefit of having them on an album that they're there on this piece of art forever. Um, so it's loads of things to discuss in terms of whether they definitely will or not. I couldn't possibly say. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did though.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So I, um, before we kind of get into um, you telling us about what's going on with you currently. Um, we have a decent amount of, of listeners who are um, Prague Power USA attendees, obviously both of us as well. Um, just uh, we'd like to know kind of what the experience of coming to the U.S. and playing at Prague Power was like for you. And um, and talk about like what you're um, – not, nothing set in stone, but just personally, um, you know, do you want to – uh, come back to the U.S. and, and you know, um, I know that like I've, as a fan, have been waiting um, a long time to see Power Quest get onto some sort of U.S. tour, which I think would be so much fun. And and I'd have to figure out how to follow you guys throughout the country <laughs> without losing my job. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just kind of wanted to talk about your experience in the in in the U.S. Even though it was just a few short these, but um, we always like to, to add a little extra for our Prague Power fans out there, so uh, yeah, go right ahead
1: I um, cannot speak highly enough about that festival, I had the best time It is one of the most welcoming beautiful festivals I've ever been to um, and been a part of um, obviously we were supposed to play it last year and this year, but it all got postponed because of because of the um, you know, COVID and stuff and We had, um, you know, I'm desperate to come back, you know, whether it be as a fan or t- as a performer. You know, I'm always badgering the organizers to be like, um, can we come back now? Can we come back now? Can we come back now? And uh, I, it said we were supposed to have, we were supposed to be there this year and last. Um, so I'm very optimistic about what is to come in the hopefully in the very near future. Um, it is one of my favorite experiences I've ever had, honestly, I I cannot speak highly enough. I've never been at a festival where everybody you speak to is so friendly, you know, um, there's, there's one thing I'd say about festivals in in general is, you know, I think, I think I'd be lying if I said there isn't usually one or two people you don't really want to speak to, you know, (laughs) you usually try to avoid a few people and you're like, Oh no, it's them. And then, but (laughs) um, With Prog Power, everyone was so nice. Everyone, every, whether it be someone who was there as a fan or one of the organisers, we had the best time. Um, When we arrived, I was so miserable when we got into the country. And I shouldn't have been at first, but I'd got, I had a a really bad cold and I just got off a flight and I couldn't hear anything and I was sneezing and coughing. And um, Nathan met us at the airport and took us for food in this, like, sports bar. And just being around the guy i was my enthusiasm levels were through the roof already i was so excited to be involved with this he bought us all you know mac and cheese and all these other american treats that i was desperate to try and um you know we were so excited and so so ready to get on stage and you know we were the first band on for when we first played prog power um and it was a, a special night we we you know two of our guitar players couldn't make it, so we had Bill Hudson and Chris Peterson um, fill in for us. So it was one of those things, we didn't get a rehearsal, we had to just do the show and see how it went. And, you know, I think it went really well at the time. But, you know, the fact that when we did get asked to come back, um, albeit that it's been, you know, moved or cancelled now, we were going to be one of the co-headliners of the festival. So I think it speaks volumes on, on the effect power metal and maybe power quest has had on that festival um but also the organizers were so um instrumental and wonderful in having us there in the first place you know when power quest announced they were getting back together nathan was on to steve straight away said i want you guys here and i need you guys here um and i can't speak highly enough for those guys you know they're 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 all so friendly and welcoming and the same goes for you know all you guys I've, i've you know Stayed in touch with a lot of people I've met. Um, Chris, you being one of the people I speak to probably the most in terms of from Prog Power, and um, you know I, I, I don't do that with any with just anybody. You know, this is this is because that festival had such a big uh, effect on me. You know, so I still talk about it with my friends now. I still I've got loads of friends that they'll say, tell me some festival stories, and I'll say, there is this one festival in America where <laughs> okay. everyone is so nice, and you occasionally you meet someone dressed up as a dragon. Uh, you know, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's, I love it. I love it. I mean, it's great. Were
0: you were you glad that you guys went on first, so that you can kind of just enjoy the rest of the time? You wouldn't have to be nervous. You could just take it all in and just kind of be fans the rest of the the, the days that you were there.
1: Yeah, we massively. You know, we, we we weren't with most festivals. We're not usually like the first band on. You know, we're a bit usually a bit higher up and stuff like that and stuff. So it was quite nice to to go there and then. I just had four or five days where I just always had a drink in my hand. <laughs> and I, but I also wanted to try other things. I went to, you know, some, uh, some touristy parts of Atlanta. And, but every single night I went to the after parties to hang out just because everyone was there and they was so nice. You know, we, we, we'd go to a, we went to, me, Alessio and Steve, um, we went to a, a baseball game. Um, and off that, we were saying probably going to have an early night tonight, guys. We're pretty tired. Yeah, yeah, sure. And we were like, yeah, yeah. On the way back, there, I said I'm definitely going to go to the after party, by the way. And uh, we all did in the end. I think me and Alessio ended up staying there till 3 a.m. or something like that, just talking to people, enjoying ourselves. So, so yeah, no, it's really cool. S-
2: sounds well, about, sounds about right. I want,
0: I just, I want to just make sure that I say this before um, we move on to anything else but um as far as those after parties go it the thing that i think means the most to me looking back on it is that i got to spend a little bit of time talking to paul and it's the only time i ever got to meet him and i'm so glad that i did because he had such a, a a zest for just everything for life and, and and for the band. And he was such a sweet man and I loved talking to him. He was so happy to be there. And I was so, so sad to find out that he passed away because he was just such a really pleasant and, and wonderful guy. So I look back at that and I have these pictures of all of us and, you know, I have a picture with you and uh, me, you and Alessio, and it was like here is me and the two singers from Power Quest, and I'm um, <laughs> I'm just this jobber in the middle. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, pull, pull, to, to be um, able to, to meet Paul and and, and to, to pick your brain and to pick Steve's brain and 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 oh my God, as a fan, it was so incredible. Um, but I just I I I'm going to make sure that we mention Paul and all th- three of the podcasts that we're doing uh for this week, but um he was uh he was a, a special a special guy and and uh I know I could speak for all the fans to say that we we definitely miss him and um I'm just grateful that I got to, to meet him and chat with him because he was really just a really nice guy. Paul um was probably
1: my closest friend in the band when I, I joined, you know he was so down to earth and so humble and um I get really sad when I talk about him. You know, there'll be days where I I, I say to people, I'm not like, I'm thinking about Paul today a lot. And he just he's just often on my mind. Um and you know, he was that person that we would be on the road, be on a you know, a, a tour for a few days and I'd be having a bit of a down day and he'd be having a bit of a down day and we just sort of we'd be there for each other. Or if I was feeling down, I'd say, I just need a bit of a chat. And he'd be like, "Yeah, of course." And we just talk. And he'd, he'd give me—he was just always there. And he was like, you know, <laughs> the biggest, friendliest giant you could possibly meet. He was one of the loveliest—one of the loveliest guys. um When I when I joined the band, he was my biggest supporter. He was my biggest fan. And he was like, he goes, "These songs, what you've done—you've added this new edge to the band." He was just so caring, considerate. And he had that effect on everyone. Any Powercrest fan that ever met him, like you you didn't feel he had any agenda other than just to be a nice guy. Um, one of my best experiences is, um, or experiences, sorry, I had with him was um, we were playing, uh, doing a UK tour and we were in a place called Newcastle. And, and Newcastle is home to my favourite football team, um, Newcastle United. Um, and I wanted to go on a stadium tour and I was like, I just want to go and see the ground and stuff like that. And everyone else was a bit like, nah, no, we're going to go do sound check and everything. And I was sort of going to go, I was going to plod along my own. And Paul was like, no, I'll come with, I'll come with, that'll be great. And we just had the best day. He's not, a New- he wasn't a Newcastle fan, but he just wanted to keep me, keep me, you know, company and spend time with his mate doing something that was interesting. One of the best times I had with him was we were just walking around the stadium, being shown all this stuff and just getting... Funny pictures together and just having a, a real good time um, and and I'd always look back at with fond memories of him and I, I you know I cannot explain how devastated I was when I heard the news, like I just sort of dropped my phone out of my hand and couldn't quite believe this has happened because he was I, I and I mean this, probably the nicest person I've ever been on tour with in terms of he was just there to be a nice guy and didn't have any other agenda than just to be there and and help people. So yeah, what a lovely guy and everyone, you know, everyone from prog power that, um, I know met him had nothing but nice things to say about him as well. They were just, they were just devastated when they heard he had gone because even in the four or five days we were there, he had left such an impression on people already. It was, um, it was quite wonderful actually.
0: I could, I can definitely vouch for that for sure. And, and I think, uh, everything you just said is just a a lovely and fitting tribute to a hell of a guy. Um, So, uh, anyway, um, on a, on a more positive note, um, this is, uh, we're going to give you the floor right here. Talk about whatever you want. What, uh, talk about Dendera? talk about Power Quest? talk about, uh, talk about, uh, I don't know, talk about, uh, AEW, uh, talk about whatever you want. This is, you have, you have the floor, uh, plug whatever you want, plug your social media, plug, plug your band social media, go crazy. Are you more AEW than, uh, WWE? Oh my! Uh, right now, I I don't think there's ever been a time in my life where I watched less wrestling than I do now. It's just, <laughs> it, it's I I still love going back and watching old stuff. Uh, yeah. I was just telling Justin earlier I've been watching Bash at the Beach 1997 uh, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and seeing Chris Jericho still wrestling like you right. know what, uh, 25 years ago. Um. But, uh, you know, I, I catch AEW when I can. I can't sit through WWE anymore. But uh, <laughs> AEW, I think, has more guys that I like to see. But I also think that they could be creatively better. Just I yeah. think they have too many people and they don't focus enough. Like, it, it feels unfocused, but that's well, just I, my two cents on it. I
1: agree with you. You know, I didn't originally, but I feel they're like getting too many ex-WWE to guys now. But uh, it's... Um, I still I still stay up to date with it my my brothers are enormous fans like there'll be ones telling me they'll be like oh my god have you heard CM punks come back I'm like no I haven't but I'm gonna now that sounds great so um, <coughs> you know I, I stay in touch with it mainly because they're such big fans but um yeah that's quite interesting but um no in terms of, we got some I got some really exciting stuff coming up with with both bands um power quest you're gonna start seeing some announcements of what's coming for next year Yeah. Um, you know and with Dendera we've got plans to hit the studio this year um, for a, a new album um, which we are very excited about it's probably our most complex and heaviest material I don't want to sound like one of those bands that ever says they always say oh this is heavier than all and then the last stuff you know but this is really something we've gone into to make sure it, it sounds exactly how we wanted it to be um, so that's you know a, 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 on my mind a lot at the moment with focusing on that um and yeah feel free to follow us on our social media pages we've got the powerquest official at, uh, instagram and then dendera uk uh, on instagram as well um and yeah it'll be really cool to hear some you know feedback from you guys that are listening of what you think of the previous powerquest stuff what you want to hear coming from powerquest and same for dendera stuff please feel free to check out more of it and let us know what you think um, because there's a lot of material out there that you can you can have a listen to.
0: Fantastic. I, I do want to ask one last thing, and I'm, I don't know if I might, I might say that six more times before <laughs> we're done. But uh, to me, PowerQuest and Dendara are two very different bands stylistically. Do you feel like because you have both of these bands, you can kind of get your fix to sing – power metal in one hand and then you're fixed to sing more a like, heavier traditional heavy metal with Dendera like is that like the perfect marriage for you to have these two bands that fulfill um two different fandoms for you very much
1: so um
0: i think since i've been in power quest
1: it's been uh even more of a conscious effort to make dendera sound even heavier because dendera has never been a power metal band but we used to get reviews saying in a magazine, you know, great album from power metal band Dendera. It's like, no, we're, we're not power metal. You know, we've never been power metal. And especially now we're not power metal. There's nothing I'd say that has got any element of power metal other than I sing in PowerQuest. Um, but, yeah. the, 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 you know, the bands are the bands are two different bands. You know, the, the stuff we play with Dendera, we want to sound um, more like the bands we listen to a lot at the moment, which is, you know, your metalcore bands, even your death metal bands at points. Um, and then... Power Quest will always be Power Quest. We we have many influences for that, but it's always going to be a power metal band. Um, and I I love seeing both styles. I love seeing everything. So, you know, I I'd be in every band I possibly could. I'd be in a pop band. I'd be in a rap band. I'd be I'd be dreadful at a rap band. I'll be honest. But I you know I, I'd be I'd be in any, I'd be in any sort of band. I just I just enjoy it. So, um, and, and God forbid. Uh... God forbid Bruce Dickinson calls it quits. I'm sure Iron Maiden up the road would love to have you. But uh, (laughs) the only reason I think I wouldn't get it is because they'd be sick of me hassling them
0: for the job every five seconds. (laughs) You'd have to hope that, like, Steve, you know, Steve Harris would reach out to you and just offer you the job without rehearsal, uh, you know. uh, So that's that's all you could hope for. But uh, you know what? I do have... One last question. <laughs> I promise this is the last one. Unless, unless Justin has anything else to add, I know I've kind of... Uh, no, used most guess. of you, I uh, guess. Um, as, a, as a live singer, um, it's kind of a two-pronged question, but um, what have been your favorite PowerQuest and Dendera songs to perform live? And what songs have you not performed live either at all or, or not often that you would like to uh, perform live by either band
1: oh um, so Dendara we play, we've play. we played pretty much everything we've recorded you know we try and at least once do everything um, our favourite stuff we do is or well, my favourite stuff is from the last two EPs we've, last, uh, we've released in the last couple of years um, we did like a part one and a part two um, one called Blood Red Sky and then one called Reborn Into Darkness and there's a track called Blood Red Sky on the first one um, but I love performing live. It's got such a catchy chorus, oh, I believe, so anyway. And uh, live, I do this big, belty high note that I always enjoy looking at people's faces at when I do. And um, and we did we did a track called Reborn, um, where that is a song we did with uh, CJ McMahon, who's um, the vocalist of Thy Artist Murder. Um, I reached out to him and he said, I don't usually do this sort of music, but I'll give it a go and just absolutely smashed it on this record with us um, and that is one i really enjoy live because it's very different it's got some brutal screams in it and stuff like that as well and one that you know again very different to power quest that i enjoy um and with power quest when i first sung with the band i, I always enjoy seeing far away that's really nice to do and because you know we always start it with the vocal uh the, uh the just the vocal a cappella at first and the whole audience sings along and that's always quite a nice rush. Um, and face the Raven, just because I remember when we recorded it, uh, <laughs> and when we announced it, sorry, we saw these reviews saying amazing, but that guy's never going to be able to do that live. And I was like, okay, <laughs> was like, okay, sure. And I make sure I do it. Li- I do it live every single night. I make sure of it because <laughs> I went out with a point of proof. Um, so that, that, that's, um, that's one I've always uh, in- enjoyed doing. Um, and any I'd like to do, <sighs> Diamond Sky. I think I'd, I think we haven't done that with Power Quest, and we get re- asked to do that one a lot. I think I'd, I think I'd enjoy singing that one live. So, so yeah,
0: yeah. Um, fantastic, Justin, take us home. <laughs> I uh,
2: cannot thank you enough for joining us. I look forward to hearing new material from both bands, and obviously catching you live. Uh, Obviously, both are welcome. I I, I would love to see you guys in 2023 or beyond. So I I just want to thank you for joining us. I think your perspective is just so unique and so different from, quite frankly, everyone we've had on the podcast, right? Because most of the people that we've had on are, you know, founding members or or longtime members of bands, and and, and they have a very different perspective in terms of the evolution of of a band, as opposed to someone who really, like yourself, started as a fan and then evolved into obviously the, the vocalist. So I, I cannot thank you enough. Um, so it's been a real pleasure. And um, when, when we hear some new music from um, Dendero
1: or even PowerQuest, we'd love to have you back. No, my pleasure. I mean, yeah, hundred percent. I'd look forward to it. So thank you, guys. Cheers. Thank you.
0: Thanks a lot, Ash. We really appreciate your time. Cheers, guys. Have a good one.